0: Welcome to Grails, a podcast by Alton Insights. My name's John Tunger, and on today's episode, we have Ryan Carey, founder and president of Golden Age Golf Auctions. With the Masters kicking off, they have an absolutely mind-blowing golf auction going on right now. Some insane Tiger Woods clubs, assigned Bobby Jones golf ball, U.S. Open trophies. Uh, it's It really is crazy. Ryan gives a couple hot takes on why he thinks golf memorabilia is undervalued, uh, why ticket stubs are legit. It was a super fun conversation, an interview with Ryan Carey. Let's get started.
1: My, even in undergrad, I started my own website. You know, this is early 2000s, pretty early, early websites. And uh, then I then I started the auction house. Um, we were super small. Our first auction probably had 80 something items, um, but we realized we had something there. You know, we we would sell stuff for a few thousand dollars, which you know was was a lot of money at the time, and was was awesome for golf. And and a lot of it was just digging up and finding the really cool stuff. So then people started coming to us with all the good items, and uh, you know we just kind of stayed in our lane. We only did golf.
0: Right. So you probably have a huge list of like just the, some of the biggest golf enthusiasts in the world. Right. Because, you know, there's all these other auction sites, but they know to go to you like you're the ones and we'll talk about it later with the crazy, you know, highest ticket sale of all time. These crazy Tigerwood clubs. Um You know, what has it been like carving out that niche?
1: Yeah, so I don't think you can really fake your way in golf, right? You have to be a golfer. You have to be uh, really into the space. You have to really, as I mentioned earlier, geek out about the history of golf. It's got this rich history, sort of like baseball. And mm. so that was my passion and, and, and my former business partner's passion. We just love that stuff. And so we found the cool stuff. We we kind of really I mean, we we play golf with our customers. We go on trips with our customers. It's just the way it is. And so for a while it meant that we were just small, right? We're this small little niche and that's all we were. Now, I'm realizing it's a big competitive advantage. You know, the big auction houses can't yes. just decide to get into golf tomorrow. That's really mm. hard for them to do because golf is really dominated by you know, the, the really hardcore collectors, there are people that are obsessed with the game of golf, obsessed with golf history. Those are all my clients. A lot of them are my clients for over a decade now. So, you know, wow. it's not like a, a big auction house, a heritage or a golden or something can just flip the switch and all of a sudden be really into golf. My customers, they play golf with me, you know, they're, they're not going to just consign items to the biggest auction houses. So again, it's become this competitive advantage. That was never the intention. It's just, you know, what happened.
0: Right. Okay, so talk about, um, I feel like COVID, for multiple reasons for you, had to make your business explode, right? Like, not only did we obviously see memorabilia, you know, really spike up with, you know, sports cards and all of that, but also golf, like, and I'm part of this crowd, that golf was one of the things we could do, go outside. Uh, me and a couple friends, you know, we were locked inside. All of a sudden we go out, we can play golf. Golf itself seemed like to explode with kind of like, you know, younger millennial generation and all of that. So have you really seen that explosion on your side of the business?
1: Yes. And I, I I'd like to say that I saw that coming and I absolutely did not, uh, like everyone else really? last, you know, March of 2020 was, it was a scary time. You know, why would someone buy something as silly as golf memorabilia, you know, when the world looks like it's burning. And so, you know, huh. golf, golf, in general, people playing golf, was this resurgence? Okay. Every golf course in the entire country is filled. You can't get a tea time anywhere. Right. And so that brought a lot of people back into the game. And then the other thing is just the way that you've seen all the headlines of all the sports cars and everything going for crazy prices. Well, Tiger Woods was already undervalued, golf was already undervalued. And that just kind of exacerbated everything. That made it seem like, whoa, what's going on over here? A lot of people took notice too. Wait, golf is where we should be putting a lot of money into. And so that was a a huge side effect of just COVID and this whole boom that we're in for sure. Uh, One last thing that I I never really heard anybody talk about, but I've noticed is when everyone's staying home, the emails were being opened at such an alarmingly high rate. So every email we would send out, over 50% of our mailing list would open it thousands wow. and thousands of people it was wow. it was astronomical so it's just we wanted to consume content right we wanted to consume this hobby that we love we have more free time we're not commuting to work and emails were opened at this alarmingly high rate and it hasn't really slowed down yet
0: it has not slowed down so you're still finding like the people that you were able to latch on your brand they're still now like oh every time i get something boom cuz i think it would like yeah. so, i think it would like peak down
1: yeah not yet i mean i think the one thing is golf golf uh, lags behind the other sports we we kind of you know when everything spikes up we're going to lag behind it and everything so right. that that's good and bad like we're more consistent uh, generally speaking we don't see the super highs and lows you're not going to lose a ton of money anything you buy in golf it stays relatively consistent mm-hmm. but a lot of this is they're just new customers new customers coming in from other sports that they already like golf they already play golf maybe but their hobby focus has been on a different sport and all of a sudden they're saying wait a minute Let me, let me get some golf as as part of my collection here, as part of my portfolio.
0: Right. Cause even like outside memorabilia, I still feel like the opportunity in golf is being underrated, right? Like you're seeing some new direct to consumer trendy clothes come out or whatever, like golf, you know, um, brands pop up, but I feel like still people aren't taking notice that like you said, golf courses were felt like they were almost dying in some areas and now you can't get a tee time anywhere. It is that something that you're seeing?
1: Yeah, so that's that's the exact same. So that that translates to memorabilia, you know, directly. Where you know before people like golf, they just didn't have a single golf pizza collectible, and right. now all of a sudden, wait a minute, I do want some of that. So that's not going to necessarily. They weren't buying it strictly for investment. They just realized, wait a minute, I need a Tiger Woods rookie card. Wait a minute, I need this item, and so we're just seeing all these people flood in. And part of it is, yeah, they're probably just more passionate about golf because they're playing it more.
0: Right. I mean, but what's crazy is when I'm going on your website here, I'm looking at your current auction, like these items still seem undervalued to me, right? You can get a full on US Open trophy and right now, and obviously, you know, this could change, but the bid's at, you know, 15,600 bucks, right? Um, There's so many of these items where I'm like, it seems like this isn't getting all the attention compared to other memorabilia pieces. Uh, You know, what are some of your thoughts with the items that you currently have right now? Like, is that true?
1: Oh yeah, so I mean with golf it's very hard for us to have a six figure item. There are Crazy. there are some out there. We're starting to get we're starting to get some six figure ones and and so when I yes, when I see the other auction houses and what they're selling, I mean some of them have only six figure items it seems like in some of these premier auctions. And so that it takes a lot to get a six figure item in golf. Um you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. This will be the first seven figure item we'll ever sell in this auction. And so, you know, golf's on its way up for sure. Um, there's still a lot of room for growth. And that's the exciting part for for all of us, because I get to sell stuff to people that I'm very confident they will make money on it in the future. I don't think they should buy it purely for investment. I want them to be buying it for the enjoyment aspect Mm -hmm. of it. But if you can accidentally make money at the same time while getting into (laughs) the golf hobby, that's great too.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. And we we can talk about it right now. Well, so first with that opportunity, it seems like it's one of these things that's like two plus two almost equals five, right? Like it's like this shouldn't, be the case. Is this so clear-cut, not formal financial advice, um, that there's opportunity there. And then let's talk about, you know, right now you guys have these Tiger uh clubs that are incredible. I'll let you tell a story there. But why you must be, this is the best case scenario for you, right? Tiger just announced yesterday teeing off, or they just announced teeing off at 1034 a.m. Right? Like Tiger's back, right at the same time you have these clubs going. Talk about these clubs um, and what you guys are thinking while you're just hitting the perfect news cycle right now.
1: Yeah, we are. That, again, not intentional. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than, than smart. And um, <laughs> I I'd I heard some rumors that Tiger was going to try to play. I didn't quite believe that he would or that he would. It, it would be this news cycle we're in right now. I think the best thing that ever happened was Tiger didn't just come out and say, yeah, I'm going to play or let his agent do that or whatever. Instead, he's been drawing this out for the past couple weeks, and he's at Augusta, and he's still not 100% saying he's going to play. He said he's going to try to. He's had to know,
0: right? Like, he's had to know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess, listen, I'm guessing he's listening to his body, and he doesn't know how he's going to wake up and how injured he's going to feel or whatever else, and I totally get that. It's just created... A 24-hour news cycle and turned it into a two-week news cycle, where you know that's all of my Twitter feed is all about whether Tiger's playing, how right. he's feeling, is he limping? You know, how do he flush that thing on on the range? I mean, we're looking at trajectory and ball speed and, and clubhead head speed on on the driving range. I mean, that's wild. So um, yeah, it's it's it, it it became this perfect storm. It's really good for us. Um, we'll see how that that impacts this auction in terms of you know heading into auction close and everything, but. I mean, right now, yeah, it's the perfect storm. I hope Tiger goes out there and, and plays—you know, plays well on on Thursday, Friday.
0: And talk about these clubs. What are uh, what's the backstory? You know, um, what makes them so significant right now? Uh, with a buyer's premium, it's over a million. They're over a million bucks, and the auction still has plenty of time left.
1: Yes, and that—that's yeah, that's golf's first million-dollar item at auction. So oh. uh, even if they didn't go up a dollar higher, uh, I'm I'm over the moon, and this is just so big for the entire industry. I'm sure we'll get a lot of headlines next week, and that's going to be is going to be everything to to our little small little niche here of golf collecting. Um, these clubs are special, man. There's there's no other way to say it is that this might be the best piece of of modern golf memorabilia. You're talking about the actual irons and wedges that Tiger used um, for the, during the Tiger Slam when he won all four majors in a row. He had them all four. Um, it, it's 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 the peak. You know, it's the peak Tiger Woods, the peak part of his career of possibly the greatest to ever hold a club. And here we have his irons and his wedges. They're they're just they're they're special. Um, I sold them back in 2010. Um, they went up for auction, they sold for about fifty-seven thousand dollars, wow. which <laughs> it seems cheap now, right? They're at a million dollars, right? It seems cheap. But you gotta realize this is Tiger Woods just post scandal, okay? This is this is 2010. We're just coming out of the recession. This was dark ages dark stages of dark ages, I guess, for memorabilia, for collecting, and definitely for Tiger Woods. So, uh, fifty-seven thousand dollars was a lot of money. Also, again, golf small. That was a lot of money for an item. That was one of the more expensive items we'd ever sold. So, I've been trying to get these things back for years. Um, the owner of them has plenty of money. It was never about money. Uh, so my pitches just didn't really, uh, you know, yeah. didn't really help at all. And so I finally pitched him on, this is the right time to sell. This is good for the golf hobby. These will make a lot of headlines. This is just good for everybody. These need to be seen. Um, Mm -hmm. These clubs were just hanging in this this guy's office in Texas. Uh, Barely anybody ever got to see them or really understood what they were. And I really pitched him on that. I pitched him on, these should be somewhere else. And once I learned that it wasn't about money to him and that was the pitch, he said, okay, fine, they're yours. Um, And so – Man, it's, it's just been good to bring them out to the public again and show everybody because um, not many people were paying attention 12 years ago. And to bring them again, I mean, that's that's the that's the best. It's a good real little redemption story for the clubs.
0: But Ryan, this is what makes me I, I can't my mind can't you know I can't wrap my mind around this. It's these clubs right now are over a million, and this is a record for golf. But at the end of the day, we have a Tom Brady piece of cardboard going for you know over a million bucks and these are the clubs the actual clubs that tiger woods used when he won all these championships like this it is a no-brainer that these items are going to be worth if i you know just multiples in the future like how how is it a million bucks i just i can't wrap my mind around it
1: well you know that's that's what's funny when you talk to people that are that are really into the other aspects of the hobby especially cards a million dollars doesn't sound like a lot of money but it is, it's a freaking million dollars. So, um, you know, in golf, we're just so excited. Like I was hoping we could get here. I know. I knew that these were seven figure clubs, okay? I just didn't know whether the golf yeah. community was willing to pay it now or six months from now or two years from now. I knew it would happen eventually. And so for the fact it's happening, this auction is great. And yes, do I agree that the buyer will likely sell them for 2 million, 3 one million, million one day? Yes. Um, so what I explained to someone the other day was, you know, there's only so many items that we can be reasonably certain will be collected 100 years from now. Yep. And I don't know whether a Luka card will be. I imagine a Michael Jordan rookie card probably will be. I am almost certain that as long as the game of golf is still being played 100 years from now, these clubs will still be collected. Yep. And that's that's an important factor. If you're talking about spending seven
0: figures on something, that's what I want to know. Right. Just so, so crazy. Um, Now, but with these clubs also comes a little bit of controversy. So I I don't know if they're like in the headlines and Tiger's agent just saw them, but Tiger's agent just went out there and brushed these clubs off and said they're replicas. They're not the real thing. Um, One, has that controversy made it hard for you, Uh, you know, as these things are up for auction? And then kind of what's your opinion on, obviously, them being replicas and maybe why are they not?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's the the good thing was, I think that uh, um, that comment from him was, you know, pretty much nobody paid attention to it or or took notice of it or or really, I guess, cared that much. Um, You know, one thing really going for us is this is probably the most documented uh, piece of memorabilia we've ever sold. We've got affidavits, uh, multiple ones dating back 12 years ago, uh, corroborating ones, eyewitnesses uh, today. And then I don't know if you saw this back in 2010 we had the owner of them, who was, by the way, vice president of Titleist and in charge of Tiger's clubs. Um, <laughs> we, ha- we had him take a polygraph test, which he passed. And then now 12 years later, we had someone that was an eyewitness that we didn't have back then because he's still working for Titleist and couldn't sign a letter. We had him sign a declaration under penalties of perjury, corroborating, witnessing Tiger give it to him. So all of that, we, 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 aren't too, uh, we, we weren't too worried there. I understand Tiger's agent. I understand Tiger's camp. Being upset that these are being sold, I listen. I understand that uh, Tiger's got a very tight knit circle. Someone mm-hmm. profited off Tiger. I just got. to I, I care about the memorabilia. I yep. care about the items. I care about that this thing is cherished for the next, you know, hundred years. I really do. Um, and then the other thing that I think going for us is: Did you see the wear mark on the eight iron?
0: Yeah, it it's looks awesome.
1: The most. It's, it's there are possibly three people in human history that could have made that wear mark, and you can <laughs> see this wear mark. From across the room. You can see it from 20, 30 feet away. So uh, the Tigers agent used the word replicas. I mean, golf.com's equipment writer, uh, Jonathan Wall, who's the best in the business, he put out something right afterwards, like with a circle around the wear mark and goes, there's your authenticity right there.
0: Right. So, anyway, the golf. The like it golfing looks like world, it's a burn mark for the listeners. It looks yeah, like it's a big it's, burn mark on the club.
1: Yeah, literally somebody hit this club in the, the absolute middle thousands and thousands of times. Again, you could convince me it was Ben Hogan's or Jack Nicklaus's, but it was Tiger Woods and that no one else in human history could have made that mark. So anyways, <laughs> the word replica was was kind of a silly comment um, to, to make, but uh, listen, I, res- I respect uh, Tiger and his agent, um, but this piece of memorabilia stands on its own.
0: I, okay, and I realized we were talking about like, there's not a lot of six-figure items and then now I'm about to talk about another one, uh, but these are the, the very few, right? So what's crazy with golf being undervalued is that you guys actually sold the most valuable ticket. So as tickets have been trending up, um, ever. So the master's inaugural, uh, 1934 ticket that's signed by a bunch of people. Um, well it went for, I think in my notes, $600,000 over 600,000. Um, so you guys really have been the go-to for golf. Uh, talk about that ticket. I mean, even the story behind that one, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. So the, the, the interesting thing about master's tickets is, you know, ticket collecting has been hot the last couple of years in other sports. We've all seen all the headlines. We've all seen how much the prices have gone up. Um, but golf tickets actually have been collected for years. So, Masters tickets, what we now call Masters badges, are, are highly collectible and they sell for thousands of dollars. And then the older ones sell for tens of thousands of dollars. So, this ticket actually sold for about 15 years ago, it sold for about $50,000. Wow. And so, $50,000 back then was the record. No one was keeping track back then, but it was almost certainly the record. And so this ticket had the record for years. Um, and then another golf ticket um, from the same tournament, but a lesser ticket, sold for over 100 grand a couple of years ago. And I think that had the record for a little while. So golf actually had the ticket record uh, for, for many years. Now, recently, all these tickets have gone crazy. Then there were no golf ones even in the top 10 until we sold this one. So it's kind of interesting that the first Masters ticket now regains its spot as the, the record. Um, when I was selling it though, uh, it was a private sale and, um, I talked to, uh, to Darren Ravel, who I'm sure you're familiar with and, and all your <laughs> listeners are. He loves so, his so
0: tickets. He loves, he his loves tickets.
1: his tickets. And so I told him, I'm like, Hey man, look what I'm, look what I'm about to do. And he said, Oh man, that's really awesome. However, uh, you know, this weekend, a Jackie Robinson ticket and a Michael Jordan debut ticket, they're going to sell for more than that. So you're going to have the third highest. Well, those auctions didn't get to 600 grand. They ended at 480 grand roughly wow. for each of them. So uh, I thought that we were not going to have the record. Those kind of fell short of the most optimistic expectations. Some people thought the Jordan ticket could go for a million. But anyways, they didn't. And uh, we have the record by a, by, a, by a long shot right now. And uh, that's it's a pretty special place to be at. There's only three badges, full week tickets to the first Masters Tournament. Augusta National owns one of them. So there's only two in private hands. So uh, we're unlikely to find any more. These aren't like these other tickets where people are discovering them because they weren't valuable. These have always been valuable. So I don't think we're going to find any more at this point. Um, but uh, it's a special ticket. It's it's good to set another record, you know, uh, back to back. And that just kind of shows you this. Right. The, the buyer was a all-sports collector. He was not one of my hardcore golf collectors. So it shows the kind of the yeah. people that are coming into golf, uh, realizing that the potential is there.
0: Wow. Uh, I'd love to get your opinion on something. So, I mean, you said a controversial statement without even meaning you're saying one. People have been like, hey, these tickets, the market's being manufactured with guys like Darren, even like Ken Golden on Twitter, I think the other day kind of fought back and said, hey, these have been something that have always been collected. Um, and so you said just now, hey, they were really trending up the last couple of years. So is that true? Like, is this ticket, in your opinion, is some of this ticket market being manufactured or is this like, no, this is a genuine thing that like is now getting the attention it deserves? What's your your hot take?
1: So, I mean, the interesting thing there is, like I said, golf's always, always been collected with tickets. So this whole ticket phenomenon, in other sports, I maybe I should have even seen that coming because I sell golf tickets in every auction. Hmm. We have golf wow. master's badges in every single auction we're selling. And if anything, that market is steady, even slightly down until more recently. But that the, the master's ticket market, ignoring that record sale, has remained relatively flat. So um, these other tickets… I think it makes sense. Um, I understand that they've gone up a lot really quickly, um, and so there there are some people that are certainly inter- interested in it um, that weren't uh, a year or two ago. But I think that's fine. I don't think it's a. Uh, I don't. I, I do believe in the market. I did see Ken Golden's uh, comment, and I actually almost commented on it as well, saying, "Well, I think golf's living proof that." People collected tickets before and right. tickets are a thing. You don't have to have attended the, the tournament or anything like that. I think it's perfectly fine to collect tickets. And so, you know, some of the prices, they're pretty high though. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll admit that, but, uh, but no, golf's all, golf's always been doing it, man. So, um, it's not new to us at all.
0: Wow. Any other items on, in your current auction that you want to, that you want to highlight?
1: Yeah. So I think one, one cool piece is we have a Bobby Jones autographed golf ball. Now here's why that's special. Um, so Bobby Jones played the greatest of his era. He was the goat playing the same time as like Babe Ruth. Okay. Yeah. But there are thousands of Babe Ruth autographed baseballs. There are a dozen or less Bobby Jones autographed golf balls. Wow. And the the reason there is it's quite simple. Uh, A baseball was a great vessel for an autograph from like a fountain pen of the era. Right. A, a hard, shiny dimpled surface of a little golf ball was not. Right. So this is pre Sharpie. Okay. So pre Sharpie, you had to sign this with a fountain pen so that uh, in a baseball, the ink's going to bleed into the baseball. It's going to bleed into the leather, right? A golf ball. It's not going to, there's not going right, to bleed right into off. anything. Yeah. It's going to sit right on top of it. So if it survived even 10 minutes, that's great. Wow. And then for it, then it's going to fade over the years as well. The ink's going to fade. So of those, there's probably 10 or 12 Bobby Jones golf balls. I'd say seven or eight of them are very, very faded. There's probably three of them that are, you know, I would rate a eight to a 10 or whatever. And so we have one up for auction that is a 10 of 10. It's an 11 of 10. It is absolutely perfect. It makes no sense to survive really over good. these years. Yeah. It is, it's an awesome one. Um, Heritage sold it maybe eight or 10 years ago or so. Now we have it. It's, you know, the golf ball autograph record is about 56 grand for a different Bobby Jones ball. Um, this should shatter that. Um, I, I don't know if it'll be totally appreciated by people that don't quite get it, but it is that rare. It, this thing should easily be a couple hundred thousand dollars. But again, in golf, we're just not quite there yet.
0: Right. Current bids at 37,000, not including a buyer's premium. Um, and at the time of this recording, it's like about three days left. So, yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of time to run, but you're right. It's once again one of those things that could be undervalued. How do you even store that? Like, it is, I feel like it would have to be on some case. I'd be terrified it would like fall over in the case and like the whole signature would get wiped off. How do you preserve that?
1: yeah I mean listen the, the autograph's now been there for, for for many decades this ball was probably signed in the 1920s based on that the, the type of ball that's there um, so you know it's it's not it's not that fragile but yes with golf balls you always got to be a little bit careful um, for sure I mean but uh, no it, it, it's preserved so well. Um, I, 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 I'm worried it's not going to go for what I think it should. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it's probably a good investment piece.
0: Wow. Um, we're about hitting time. So if you have something else to highlight, you can keep going. Um, but I have another random question for you before we, before we close.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I think one collecting category that everyone's looking at right now is anything Tiger Woods, um, anything made for Tiger Woods. You know, whether it's a Scotty Cameron putter that's made for Tiger Woods, whether it's a shirt that he that he wore during a tournament. Um, Tiger's kind of the big collecting category that, you know, listen, the goats are what everyone's wanting right now. So as, you know, what have Tom Brady cards gone up in the last two years? You know, 3x to 10x each card. Right. Right. Um, Tiger, Woods, Tiger Woods really hasn't gone up yet. Is starting to maybe a little bit so you know when when we're when we're focusing on mantle and brady and jordan and the other goats um it only makes sense that tiger woods is the next big collecting category i think tiger's place in history too is is, is pretty well established now yeah. where we're starting to look back at him like when jordan was playing for the wizards you could have bought all the stuff and it's gone up you know many multiples since then it was sort of the end of his career um you weren't really focused on him right now um, but now we've established Jordan as one of the goats and now you can collect him. And so I think tigers, you know, get into that phase where we can kind of, he's 46 years old right now. We can look back The 2019 masters was huge for his legacy. Um, right. that, that amazing comeback, everyone got to watch it. Even the younger people, the younger generation that didn't get to watch tiger in his prime. I got to see that. So tiger, Tigers, definitely where, where I'd put my money for sure.
0: Right. I mean, and even like, it seems like if he, if something bad happens in the news, right, it still seems like his golf like goat status is preserved even with all of that, right? Like, it seems like that doesn't affect his value too much, or maybe it does right now, but it won't in like 10 years it feels like.
1: I think I think we are allowing, you know, tiger to be flawed and I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that, that were flawed, whether it's, you know, Ernest Hemingway to Steve jobs to Mickey Mantle. Um, we, we, we somewhat like our flawed celebrities. And so sometimes when you're going through it, okay, his, 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 his scandals in 20, 20, 2009, 2010 and everything, um, that's tough to go through. But then when he has the redemption story and the comeback, you can appreciate him for the golfer. Um, you can appreciate him as, as the athlete um, and, and as you know, possibly the greatest to ever do it. And so that's why I think the 2019 Masters was so huge. I think at that moment we all should have realized, wait a minute, we need to put our money into Tiger Woods. Um, this is going to be a happy ending after all.
0: I mean and you're headed to the Masters like right after this. So you just everyone's just holding their breath, fingers crossed. I mean if he if he uh, somehow plays super well, does it again. I mean you could only the sky's the limit, but I think he's got <laughs> Yeah, I don't to, want, I, I don't he's want he's to get my hope hopes.
1: Code. I don't want to get my hopes too too far up, but uh I am just happy he's playing. It's just amazing we're talking about him right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um random question uh for those interested in NFTs. Have you uh, at all What's your opinion on this Lynx DAO, Links DAO? Are you in the know with that at all?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I think it's super intriguing. I, I like the idea of it. I did not buy into it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I listen, I'm following. Like I said, golf's going to lag behind in, in a lot of stuff. Uh, golf's not the most progressive of sports, where we're going to be the first to jump in NFTs and everything. So the fact that someone's doing this is really cool, and I don't think the golf world has completely taken notice of it yet. Um, but I love the idea of it, and I think, I think it could be a great future for for owning you know golf courses. I am a believer that the masses can own stuff fractionally or otherwise, uh, more than just you know one random rich person or whatever. And so I like the future of it. I like where it's going, um, and uh, I think it could be something.
0: Yeah, I'm walking away from this going golf's undervalued, not even just in memorabilia, but like what other business opportunities are out there. Um, Yeah, crazy. Thanks so much, Ryan. This was awesome.
1: Awesome, man. That's what I want everyone to think. I just want golf to have a seat at the table.